Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me or me and a guest with a Star Wars topic, and then we rank them. One, two, three, four, and a five. Today, it is just me, but I do want to thank all of you who were concerned last week when the show, as I take a deep breath, oh, the show didn't uh, didn't air as, as planned. If you were greatly anticipating the 45th edition of Star Wars Rank last weekend, I apologize. It didn't happen. And I appreciate you reaching out and making sure everything was okay, because we did tweet out that it was an unexpected hiatus. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Just one of those things. Just one of those things. You would think it would be easy to always be ready to sit down and talk Star Wars 
into a microphone with guests or like I am right now, alone in my room. You think it would be easy, and it, well, generally is because we do love this so. Four Center is in its third year and going strong, uh, and stronger and stronger, I might add. But uh, yeah, sometimes you just can't get to it. So that is why we're here. We're here. I'm assuming you're listening in order. Some of you might be listening to this years later. Years later, catching up with the show going, what's he talking about? He missed last week. I'm here now. And I am here now. We have got an interesting topic. When I do these solo editions of Star Wars Ranked, um, which are which are very fun to me. I, I love do I love doing them, but I, you know, I blab about Star Wars a lot. I appreciate those who love to listen to the blabbering, but uh, I love bringing in the guests and getting the other perspective. That's the the, the original intent, uh, actually, the second version of Star Wars Ranked, the original version of Star Wars Ranked is a five-minute little pilot you can see on our YouTube page, which is going to be more of like a little five-minute piece. Um, hey, you know, we still might do something like that, a little uh, Star Wars Ranked minis for the internet, uh, or for the YouTube. This is, Ken, this is on the internet, too. Oh, that's how technology works, for the YouTube, is what I meant. Um, but when I'm by myself, I like to give myself a topic that I feel... Would not be, um, though I want everyone else's opinion, uh, and I want their other voices uh, the, to be here on Star Wars. Like, uh, you know, I like the topics that maybe have less choices or a little more direct. Uh, I don't like to take the answers of my guests here on Star Wars Ranked. It happens every now and then, but, you know, we like to pass the ball around. So that's why I kind of choose these very personal topics, like the, the best Imperial officers, was mine my view mostly on the original trilogy that kind of thing this one today this one today i i might i just just this one just might be stupid for me to try to rank this is the one that could start arguments and finger pointing and finger wagging at me on the internet it is i'm going to attempt for the 45th edition of star wars rank to rank the best opening crawls now this is a topic that I would love to hear other people's opinions on, yours included. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank to join that conversation. But, like, I want to know Joseph Scrimshaw's take on this, Jennifer Landa's, uh, Alex Damon, um, Geek Girl Diva, all the previous uh, guests we've had on Force Center, one form or another. Uh, the opening crawls mean something to all of us. They're, they're important. They're part of Star Wars. I mean, when they took them away for Rogue One and Solo... Something I still struggle with. Uh, as much as I love the Disney era of Star Wars, and we just had the the uh, Four Center main show this week in which we were expressing what we are thankful for in this new modern era of Star Wars, I still, I still struggle with the decision to take them away from the standalone movies. Get the idea? I love the cold open of Rogue One. I like the one in Solo, too. Um, but I love the one in Rogue One. That said, still... I went in knowing a lot about it because I'd read Catalyst and then I, you know, work in the Star Wars media discussion world. I think a lot of fans sat down to Rogue One, not quite sure. Is this a sequel to Episode 7? What's going on? No opening crawl to explain it. I think that was a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a bumble, a little bit of a fumble, rumble, rumble and bumble and stumble and fumble. But, but I think beyond that, beyond that, I just think, you know, maybe the movie could have used it. 
I think I just missed having a new crawl to read. Now, the solo one, the little mini crawl, I actually like a lot. And I'm fine with it. It serves the purpose as a crawl. It's not as big and sweeping and dramatic. It does set it apart from the saga films, and I'm okay with that. So I actually like the decision of Solo. I think they learned a little bit from Rogue One, and I think they changed it up with Solo. Also, just the design of the font, everything. Everything just better in the Solo Star Wars story versus a Rogue One a Star Wars story. But I go back to this notion that I think I just... I just was like, I want I want another crawl. I even like the ones in the books and the comics. And uh, even though some of the comics have more of a traditional kind of cast of characters way to launch the the issues, I, I like uh, I like the crawls in the comics and the books as well. I just love the crawls. And I think all of us Star Wars fans will say we love the crawls, despite any kind of, you know, uh, scholarly conversation we can have about uh, Rogue One and, and Solo not having them. I think at the end of the day, we just like the crawls. So, that preamble out of the way, I'm going to try to rank the best crawls, the best opening crawls in Star Wars. This is decidedly my list. You will probably have a different one. Now, we, of course, currently have uh, eight to choose from. And we do a list of five. Usually we do do honorable mentions. I'm, I'm not even going to do the honorable mentions. You either make the list or you don't. It's harsh out here to be a crawl. So, that said, I know this might start some conversations. Without further ado, let's dive in. My number five ranked opening crawl in Star Wars is, well, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. So, this is a, look, they're all great crawls. They're all very well written for the time, you know, it's like a tweet, 140 characters or 280 characters, whatever it is now, you have to form these tweets perfectly, right? You take a word, a comma, this and that. I I love it. There's an art to it. That's why I actually still like 140 characters. I could do with maybe like 180, 160. The 200 plus is a bit much, but you know what I mean? You got to fit it. You got to move it in. And I think all these crawls have that. You got to get things going. Um, So I do love The Empire Strikes Back crawl. It starts so strong. It is a dark time for the rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven driven the rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Amazing. Amazing. Now, at the time you're watching this, if you've seen this for the first time, you know, uh, there's about three, three and a half years or so between episodes four and five. Uh, you know, uh, that's a long time. We're seeing that play out in new canon now, but whether it's Legends or new canon, doesn't matter. It's a long time for a lot of events to play out. But when you're watching Empire Strikes Back, particularly in May of 1980, when this expanded universe was, you know, what, splintered, splintered in the mind's eye and whatever adventures you created with your action figures in your backyard, you didn't really know what was going on and you couldn't imagine. I mean, New Hope ends just so perfectly. The, the bad guys are destroyed, right? We got a medal ceremony. The war is over. But here it is. The title says, I mean, the Empire Strikes Back. You kind of know what's happening, right? But it is a dark time for the rebellion. Whoa, we're here. This is it. Things have changed from the last time we saw our heroes. Medals and smiles? Oh, no, it's a dark time. It gets a little weird for me, though, and this is why I rank it fifth, and and it might be hard. It starts so strong. Sets the story. All these crawls are supposed to set the story for the opening moments of the film and give you a little picture of the world as it stands right now. There's something weird about this one. It 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 at the time 
was perfect. I mean, pitch perfect at the time. It's just one of those little things that sticks in my craw now. That is the second paragraph evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, which is, that's kind of weird. We don't hear that a lot in Star Wars. Uh, definitely a Star Trek term. The Imperial Armada might be something we use now, or the Imperial Navy even, but the Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker, has established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. That's fine. And again, at the time in 1980, you're like, aha, he took down the Death Star, now he's leading them. But now we know, and, he, and then very soon, early on in the movie, you get the sense that, wait, that's not even what it is. is. Who's, you know, we got Carlos Riken there, General Riken. We got Leia. She's clearly got some pull. Um, Solo is a captain. Now, who, Luke is leading it? It's incorrect information. And this is a big, I will admit, I will admit, if you're listening to this right now, you can wag your finger at me. I am admitting, this is very much a, um, actually, uh, Luke wasn't the leader of the rebellion. He was, I, I just get lost in it. At the time, again, particularly if you're Irving Kirshner, and they put this in front of you, I, I doubt Kirshner wrote it, though I could be wrong, I, I don't know. He sits down, uh, here's what we're going to, here's, uh, here's the scene we're going to set. Well, yeah, that's, this is right, this is accurate. This is good. So that's mine. That's why it falls down. Time has changed the impact of this crawl because now when I see it, an empire is still my number one of number ones here in terms of the movies. Uh, just watching the other day, I see that crawl. I kind of snicker now. Well, we know that's not really true. Group of freedom fighters, yes, led by Luke Skywalker. He's definitely part of the uh, leadership. Definitely has something. But now, uh, you know, if, especially if you're reading the comics, uh, he's far from in control. And then uh, the evil uh, evil Lord Darth Vader obsessed with finding young Skywalkers dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space. Now, that's true. That's fine. That holds true and uh, sets us up for the story. So Empire's my number five. I love it. I think at the time, it's perfect. Plus, you know, you're getting, pe- you're getting people who... We have to assume that everyone in the world watched Star Wars back in 1980, and, and you weren't slipping into the theater to be like, oh, let's see what this movie's about here, uh, or maybe I'll watch American Graffiti 2. I don't know. Uh, you're watching this, you got a sense of what's going on. Maybe even if you didn't see Episode 4 in the theaters at the time, just the press, the People magazine covers, the appearances on The Muppets show, I mean... You get a sense of who these characters are. It's kind of like I run to people who are like, I don't really watch Game of Thrones, but I know everything that's happened. I got to imagine when you're sitting in the theater, even if you haven't seen it, that's the situation. But this crawl does do a little bit of assuming of, hey, let's just say you didn't. We'll set it up. And so then it makes sense. Luke Skywalker, he's our hero. He's the leader of the good guys, just like Princess Leia and A New Hope. We'll come to that in a bit. That's my number five, The Empire Strikes Back. So, my number four, best opening crawl, oh, here we go, is The Last Jedi, episode eight. That's right. The Last Jedi. I took some time. I didn't just slap this show together, kids. I had these crawls all out in front of me, read them all, studied them, took a real good test of my, uh, uh, of my temperature towards each one of them. And this is the list I came up with. Number four is episode eight. I just think, much like the Empire Strikes Back one, which has to set up, hey, here's what happened since you thought the day was one, whether it be the Death Star or Starkiller Base, 
Here's what we got going on. And I love that first sentence. The first order reigns. Uh, there was a lot of people, myself included, who wanted episode eight, uh, you know, when, when episode seven ended and you're looking towards episode eight and our speculation was running wild. I wanted episode eight to be the reign of the first order. Like that's a very Star Wars like title. We knew they were going to strike back and just keeping with that trilogy formula. You knew things weren't going to be great. We got to have the story continue in some way. And the good guys just can't win, 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 win. So the first order is coming back. But I love this opening sentence. The first order. Order reigns. Having decimated the peaceful republic, Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys the merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Boom. We got a little bit of world building. I still think seven and eight, much as I love these movies, I still think seven and eight leave a little bit of the situation of the galaxy at large uh, in the margins. But this one does set it up pretty well especially considering how quick this takes place, uh, you know, picks up after Episode 7. Uh, we're, we're right there. This is it. Starkiller Base has been destroyed. Uh, boom. But Snoke is, boom, cleaning up. He is grabbing pieces on the board. Only General Leia or Ghana's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny, certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will retor- return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. Love the restore spoke, sp- restore a spark of hope. A spoke. It's a spoke. It's a spoke in a big wheel of victory. Uh, restore a spark of hope to the fight. What a great sentence. Uh, this is what we're all hoping as fans and how it plays out, whether or not you like it or not. At this point during the crawl, you're like, yes. Last time I saw him, he was on a hill. Things aren't looking good. Let's get Luke into this. Um, that journey goes a little bit different than we expect. Different conversation. I love it. You might not, but here, ranking the crawls, it sets the tone. And then, uh, I love the I love the switch here. The, the resistance has been exposed. It's the first order speeds towards the rebel base. Uh, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. It's weird because uh, you use uh, they use the rebel base. They use the term rebel, which uh, episode eight brings rebels back into this uh, episode seven it's definitely resistance right uh and it is still the resistance but they are rebels and i'm okay with the switch there i re- actually really like it 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 it, it, it kind of to me almost puts leia back home where she belongs right leading a rebellion not just a resistance an all-out rebellion but uh i i love the idea of the resistance has been exposed addressing uh what's happened star killer base very you know similar yes that's what episode seven does. It gives us a similar ending to New Hope, and now we're in the same situation. What a victory. Who? Now you gone done, pissed them off. So that's why I like this one at number four. I think it does a great job of answering questions, setting up questions, getting you right into the story. And I think episode eight starts boom, fast. That evacuation of Dakar is one of my favorite sequences, and you're off and running. My. Number three, best opening crawl in Star Wars is, well, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yep. I'm putting this one here. I like it. (laughs) I like it. And you know what? This might just come down to one word. I will admit, this might just be because of the word war. 
That is how this crawl starts. War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. What, George? Evil is everywhere. In a study move, the Phoenix Jord uh, leader General Grievous is swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with a valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. I love desperate comes up a lot in Star Wars, right? Desperate escape, desperate evacuation, desperate mission, and, and, and as it should. I think that's part of the the pull of uh, the rebellion. It's it's very desperate. The resistance is desperate. We like our heroes to have to chase, to have to reach for the stars and succeed. And this is no different here. Uh, the Jedi Knights we know soon, and I love, I think this one is tied to the whole package. The reason I rank episode three so high is war. We start off, first of all, Star Wars. And this is Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3, the sixth movie in the series of Star Wars. We don't start with war in the previous five. New Hope, close. New Hope's got a great opening, maybe the best opening. It's, it's so iconic. But go to Episode 5, my beloved Episode 5. Come out of that crawl into some probes launching. Episode six. Episode six begins beautifully. I love the image of the second Death Star. I love the shuttle uh, coming on into land there. But it's 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 similar to episode one. Let the clearance codes get ready to land. Episode one. As much as I love them prequels, now I gotta tell you. Opening seconds of episode one in the theater, 1999. Crawl comes up. Oh, we've got a lot of trade taxations, all these things. Like, I love my politics and Star Wars, but let's see. And then we just kind of casually land. Not that I want all these movies to jump out with these big explosive sequences. I don't need that. But Revenge of the Sith, the sixth movie, at the time we thought the final movie, and we've got War and it gives way to war. I think one of the best sequences in Star Wars is Anakin and Obi Wan flying over the Republic cruiser. John Williams gives us a little something different with the music. He makes a lot of different choices for the soundtrack in a uh, score, I should say, for Revenge of the Sith. Um, and we got the boom, 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 drums, pounding drums, and that shot they fly over into the battle, of course. And it's something, it's something different. And at the time of 2005, I was like, wow, we are launching right into this. We're ready. And that is why I think the, the, the crawl matches that. And it comes down to that word, war. George was saying, it's on. Uh, everything else sets the tone, sets the characters, does all the things these crawl, uh, crawls need to do. And especially with the end. You know, again, that's why Empire, again, Empire, my favorite Star Wars film. It it, it begins with eh, the Empire casually launching probes. Again, quiet ending, a quiet beginning. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But this one, Revenge of the Sith, we are whew, two Jedi Knights. You're like, oh, I know which ones these are going to be, Kit Fisto and Anakin. Oh, wait, it's Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, and then it's a desperate mission. We know the stakes are immediately high. So I think this one might benefit from the entire package. All right, it's got some repeats in it. 
General Grievous is swept into the Republic capital, and then we get the Separatist Red Armies attempting to flee the besieged capital. I get it. There's some repeat beats in there. Maybe we'd edit this one a little bit more there, Georgie. I don't know, but that first paragraph, war. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. What is George saying right there? There are heroes on both sides. Well, we're coming out of Attack of the Clones, not yet seeing the animated series of Clone Wars that we all fell in love in. The Tartakovsky one is uh, out and about. Uh, that was there. We got some of the novels, blah, blah, blah. We got all that. But we hadn't seen the Clone Wars as it is now, where Filoni and Lucas really explained what that was, heroes on both sides, and the idea that Hey, even I even think Dooku, we've talked about him being, you know, the father of the rebellion. That's not true. It's only true from a very, very specific point of view. But there's something to be said about Dooku and uh, not not Lord Tyrannus, not Darth Tyrannus, but 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 Dooku, Count Dooku from Serrano having a problem 10 years prior with the Jedi Order and seeing some things going wrong. He sees it. And he felt it, and he made a move. He made maybe the wrong move. He gave in to his quest for power. Christopher Lee describes him as being very amoral. Um, so that just, you know, hey, the power is what drives him. Dooku makes some mistakes. But the Separatists and, and what they were fighting for now, how later on we see this whole thing with Cassian Andor. We, we talk about that often now. Well, Cassian Andor, he's a, rebel, he's a rebel, rebel spy, but he came from a family of Separatists. They're heroes on both sides. An interesting comment from George. And evil is everywhere. Evil is everywhere. I thought the Republic is the good guys. Now, we know we have the benefit of knowing that Palpatine is, in fact, the Phantom Menace. He is Darth Sidious. But I like that idea, too. George has always, always put forth this idea of uh, what institutions are you trusting and who is really in control and... Uh, what do you know about those Jedi? Uh, and I like that. I think, uh, not that I think the Jedi are evil, but it's a great opening paragraph, a big statement from George to start the series. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Which leads me. Ooh, let's count. Oh, to my number two. The number two best crawl in Star Wars for me. I am going with The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. And this one is because JJ and team and Lawrence Kasdan and Michael Lawrence and all the folks and whoever I don't who actually sat down and wrote the crawl maybe it was a team effort wow would you like to be in a room writing a crawl for a star wars movie a lot of pressure you you've got to know if you're going to rank on my podcast list that is a lot of pressure episode seven the force awakens we all had questions going in beyond just the expectations of uh, a fan's minds of what's going on with the story what i'm going to see we just had so much in our brains about this movie a lot riding on it what are we going to see what are we going to get and jj answers it right from the start luke skywalker has vanished vanished i say vanished and it was i remember i was in a press screening the first time i saw force awakens but even then a lot of fans there it was like oh he's gone and it immediately you you looked at all the months of promotion leading up to Force Awakens. There kept being that talk about, what about Luke? Where's Luke? Where's Luke? All right, it became promotional material for us here on this side of the of the uh, industry. It, it, where's Luke? And I'll tell you what, me and, uh, me and Mr. Scrimshaw, we were of the mind, we have not even seen third act Luke yet. We were convinced. We were convinced. Now, I will say this, give me and Joseph some credit. We always did kind of say, well, what if what if Luke what if Luke uh you know what if he actually uh doesn't really show up to the end <laughs> I think uh, one, there's a couple shows where we put that out there like what if the last shot is Luke uh the force was in us the force was working and a lot of people had that feeling because again we kept wondering and uh, we thought that was the one of the big successes of the Force Awakens promotional train was, hey, we're not seeing a lot of the things that we, we think we're going to see. Uh, it seems like a lot of the movie is not being shown. Turns out a lot of the movie was shown. They just did a good job uh, in, in, in 
pulling it out, and we thought they were holding back. And the crawl answered that question, especially if you're sitting there watching for the first time. 2015, Luke Skywalker has vanished. Oh, no. In his absence, the Sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, hey, foreshadowing, has been destroyed. With the support of the Republic, General Leia Organa leads a brave resistance. She is desperate to find her brother Luke and gain, and I remember they didn't put a comma there, and a lot of people were unhappy with that grammar. Um, uh, desperate to find her brother Luke and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Leia sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. I'm telling you, that crawl is a home run. That crawl just, I get excited now. I'm reading it now, years later, after seeing this movie for the first time, and now I've seen this movie 30 times. I, 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 this crawl gets me excited. What a scene setter it is. Yeah, we don't have a lot of the details of, all right, the, the seat of the government uh, in the galaxy has moved to Hosnian Prime. The uh, New Republic is not the same New Republic you knew in the EU. Um, and uh, they kind of don't like Leia. Leia's been revealed as Vader's daughter. None of that. We get those in the novels later. We get those in the comics later. We get those in just, um, you know, various forms of, of, of media now. But back then, we, this is all we needed. And it also, by the way, really kind of tells you a lot about Luke. I don't think we wanted to listen at the time. I don't want to turn this into a Last Jedi defense here months and months later when we're all tired of it, whether you love it or not. eh, We're just maybe tired of having this debate. But J.J. was telling us now, Luke Skywalker has vanished. Not Luke Skywalker is busy on a mission. Luke Skywalker is training Jedi on a faraway planet. Luke Skywalker has vanished. And Leia is desperate to find him and gain his help because she does not have it. And they need to restore peace and justice to the galaxy. And I love how it ends. It sets up Lor Santeca so well, which is why I, I'd love more about Lor Santeca, more than just we've got now. We got him in the movie, we got him in the Podamer comic. I want even more. I want younger Lor Santeca. Really do. Leia sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, so automatically we're like, oh, Poe's pretty cool, uh, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. What a setup. What a setup. We're off and running. It is about Luke. Episode 7 is about Luke Skywalker in a lot of ways. Oh, it's it's Rey. It's it's the final chapter in Han's life. It's the uh, destruction of Kylo Ren. All those things. All those things. But this is about Luke Skywalker, who has vanished. He's gone. He's turned his back on the galaxy. What an intriguing start to the new series. A lot of pressure on it in 2015. And I do believe The Force Awakens delivered, but I think even more so, more specifically, this crawl took our breaths away when you're watching for the first time and really, really got the story off and running. Which brings me to my number one choice for the best crawl in all of Star Wars. I've said this before on Movie Fights, so I'll say it here. Sometimes the most obvious answer is the answer. There is no other choice for me than Episode 4, A New Hope. 
What a classic, classic crawl. It is the one. I mean, it's serialized. This is Flash Gordon. This is Lucas doing all the things he loved as a child, and it works for that reason. It works for many reasons. It is a period of civil war. We understand things right away. Rebel spaceships, we connect with that. Striking from a hidden base. Intrigue have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire. We have our good guys. We have our bad guys. Our good team and our bad team. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans of the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. The stakes are right there in front of us, pursued by the Empire's sinister agents. No saying that Vader's in charge or Vader's the number one guy there. Nothing uh, about the Emperor or Tarkin, just sinister agents. Princess Leia races aboard her starship, a custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. All right. Let's focus on that one little little wrinkle to the crawl. If it sunk episode five on my list, with Luke being called the leader of the rebellion, this is a little misleading, right? A little misleading. Princess Leia races aboard her, races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people. Well... Everything is true from a certain point of view. A certain point of view? Yes. These are her people. The rebels are Leia's people. It's a really uh, close-knit team, right? Right? But, look. In 1977, George Lucas may have wanted to tell more stories after this, but... Look, he and Gary Kurtz were going to make this movie, go on to do Apocalypse Now. George had other stories. He had written the big scripts. The Adventures of Luke Starkiller is taken from the Journal of the Will, blah, blah, blah. He had all that. But he did not know. No one knew what would happen once this movie came out. So he is setting up a fairy tale. It is episode four from a undisclosed amount of chapters at this time. But even then, that wasn't what we all focused on, right? Episode four, there's other things we know that, but it's this story. It's a fairy tale. We have our good guys. There's no mention of Luke Skywalker. None of them. It's Princess Leia, the only character named in this uh, first crawl. And she is a princess. And we immediately, it's so funny because, you know, Alderaan is part of the government. Uh, the galaxy, the the, the kind of royalty, the royal family, all that stuff on Alderaan, it's contained to that planet. Um, and that, that immediately, you know, Tarkin talking about the emperor wiping away the Senate, all those things. It's there. The politics are there. It's dealt with in a, in a tiny manner. But this is still the story of a princess and her people and saving the day, restoring freedom, big themes. It is a modern myth. It is a new fairy tale for a very new generation of fans in 1977. So if George had known, would he have changed it? Maybe. And I believe uh, the uh, uh, it was John Milius, the director, who kind of uh, tweaked some of this for him. And again, I suggest reading the book uh, How Star Wars Conquered the Galaxy, or excuse me, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe by our good friend Chris Taylor. Uh, Galaxy Universe, same thing. Uh, and it goes into this uh, process a little more than I, a little more detail than I'd ever really read before of George and the opening crawl. So, highly recommend checking that out. Uh, read that book a little bit more. But this crawl is the one. It's the one in which all the crawls are held to, and that's why I say sometimes the the most obvious answer is the answer. 
which is my uh, my number one best opening crawl in all of Star Wars, is Episode Four, A New Hope. So, what is your list? Where did I go wrong? Where do you think I'm completely wacky? You can let us know. Follow me at Force Center Pod. Follow us at Force Center Pod. Follow me at Catnapsock. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank to join this conversation. We are on Facebook. Find our podcast there. And uh, podcasts available on a lot of different spots like Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podomatic, which is also our home. Go to ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.net for more, including links to our YouTube page and Patreon page. We are on YouTube. Give us a subscribe over there. Encore presentations the Dead Event Brawl and the In Memoriams from Spotlight Star Wars are rebroadcast there, but done up by my friend Kevin Smith. Uh, we turn them into something special, at least I think so. And uh, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash force center is where we are building towards some great goals and we are uh, close to the commentaries, getting some new theme songs from our good friend Tony Thaxton over at Cloud City Soundtrack. And we, if you want to, we'd love to have your support. But the best way to support, listen, spread the word, join the conversation, tell us what you think. What are your favorite opening crawls in Star Wars? That's it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.